welcome to the fourth episode of Witchcast. I'm Christine. And I'm Amanda. And let's start. Not yet. Oh, well, again, once again, two months. We're sorry, guys. Yes. Uh, we really have been busy this month. Not like I mean, yeah. the last few times where we just couldn't meet each other. Well, this time and stuff, it was pretty much, I don't know, schoolwork. She's a senior and I'm a junior, so it was a lot of work, AP courses and everything. But, yeah, there was a while there. It was my birthday, so we couldn't do it that weekend. I could pretty much only do it on the weekends. I'm with my mom, because that's when I'm over here next to her. But, yeah, and then I was sick and lost my voice for a couple weeks. and went on vacation in Missouri, so it's pretty much been my more my fault. So don't blame Christine. It's not sure. your fault. Wait, what do you mean this time? <laughs> Last time was more of your fault. Sir. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you try entertaining a six-year-old and see how much time you have. <laughs> I mean, that's time I'm trying to entertain my brother, but... Yeah. Okay. In mentality. <laughs> I guess we're going to try to make this drag on at least until the end of the song, so... Blah, 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 blah. Alright, it's almost over. Yay! Well, let's start... What? Yeah, fourth episode, unnamed episode, actually. Yes. Well, right now, we'll figure yes. out. We'll figure out what the name is later. Yes. If you hear us shout a random title, it's the name of the episode. Yes, we'll come up with it later. But I guess we have news first, right? Yep. Let's see. There's still no witch news, but we have some scanning news. As of now, Moon Cloud has updated her mini comics, and she and Erevin Erevin have that? been working on the 2008 calendar picks. Issue number 71 is the latest release, released witch comic on Roja's site, and Helix has scanned Will's and Halen's adventure books. Thank God. Thank you so much. <laughs> and Amanda has scanned the seventh witch book. Thank you. You're welcome. Which you, can find, <laughs> which you can find links Let me fix it. to read in the comics forum, provided in the links. Section of the, the podcast, yeah. Yes, we will tell you that later. Mooncloud has just put up the mini special... Passion for Ponies as well. I like that. <laughs> so keep up to date with all the oh, scanning yeah. projects. Visiting, visit the current projects thread in the comics forum. Yes, you guys need to go to those forums because they tell you everything that you need to know. And believe me, if we tell you you need to know it, then you need to know it because it's about witch. Yes. And yeah, you guys love witch because now we're saying that you love witch because obviously you're listening to this podcast, which means you have to like it in some way. Definitely. <laughs> Alright, so today's character, if you're keeping up, is Cornelia Hale. Cornelia, Miss yes. Green Girl, Earth Guardian. Yes. Okay, well, her name is Cornelia Hale, and she's also nicknamed Corny by Irma, much to her dislike, because she hates that nickname. Her birthday is on May 10th. Her astrological sign is a Taurus. At the beginning of the series, she is age 14. Her power is the element of Earth. Um, her extra powers, um, besides her normal earth powers, she can also manipulate any other earth-related materials, you know. She also has the ability to communicate with plants and vegetation in the same way that Will can kind of communicate with animals. Um, she, oh, this is also known, I think it's green speaking in the yeah. show. Yeah, Cad they call it Cadma, Cadma call it green speaking and everything. But um, she also has the powers of the telekinesis. Which she discovered in the second season of the show, but she's pretty much always had him in the comics. She just hasn't really been conscious of it. Yeah, like, um, the very first time was when she got her room to clean itself the first step in the first comic I issue. I need to learn how to do that. 
Oh God, I no, I just finished cleaning my room, sort I of. I need sort to learn how to do mo this. mostly. That's why she's here. But okay, um, sh yeah. So she can make things happen just by wishing it, and she can control things that way. Um, her newest power, extra power actually, is the ability to heal wounds by using the warmth of the earth. So I think she healed Tarani in the fifth arc, I believe. I think that's when everybody's powers started going crazy, and they got new powers and extra. <laughs> yeah. So let's see. Um, um, Personality-wise, she's a cool and confident um, infielder, uh, which is what they call Sheffield's popular kids, and she always has her feet planted firmly on the ground. Yeah. She's very stubborn, along with probably Will and Irma, though she's probably the most stubborn, actually. Um, especially when dealing with change and not being in total control of herself, which is one reason why she's kind of iffy on starting her powers. Um, Cornelia is from a very high-class family, and she is very knowledgeable about fashion and style and enjoys giving others tips, even when they aren't necessarily asking for them, especially in this show. Mm -hmm. um, she may come off as a cold and closed-up person at first, but she's really a very considerate person who values her friends and family a lot, even when they don't really think that she does. You know, she kind of comes off that way, just cold and closed up. She always stays in her She's room when, like, whenever Caleb broke up with her, or not well, broke up with her. She has a reason for that. We can't, you know, fault her for that. I'm pretty sure yeah. if your boyfriend turned into a flower, She's you'd got cry. love. She's got love issues, but... Um, Cornelia is probably the most confident of the Guardians in herself and in her abilities. Although her shaky love life has left her in periods of depression, such as when she quit the group after... Caleb was turned back into a flower in the comics when Phobos went and turned him into a flower. Um, in fact, the real Cornelia isn't as love cra crazy as her show counterpart. And she's very cautious with guys, especially after she and Caleb break up. She doesn't really like to do things or take action without thinking the plan through, which tends to cause her problems and she starts to get her heart involved. Yeah. When she starts getting her heart later into the series and everything, because at first she's very closed up, it kind of messes up her decision-making. Yeah. Not necessarily messes it up, but she's not comfortable with it. But then she starts getting a little bit better with that. It's just like when you start out cold and then start putting your heart in everything. You, yeah. It's a lot different type of decision-making, so it's going mm -hmm. to bring up some problems. Okay, um, she is a very sharp girl, and she has a very quick tongue, which actually comes in handy when responding to Irma's quips and all her little funny jokes that Cornelia doesn't really think are funny. <laughs> but we do. When in her normal good mood, she is usually very calm and friendly, and she likes to be the one to help people keep it together in a time of panic. She is the least open-minded of the Guardians, probably with Halen being the most open-minded of things. With, which goes with the whole earth, air, Against opposites. Um, she is naturally born leader, which angers her when Will is the leader. But she soon kind of realizes that Will is better to be a leader, better suited to be a leader than her, especially when Will saves Cedric. And she's like, oh, I realized something, that you really are meant to be the leader of the Guardian. So, yeah, um... Uh, all of her harder qualities, with her being, like, cold and upfront, seem to kind of soften, soften, um, as she shows much growth and maturity throughout the series. You know, she really is probably the most, 
she seems like cool and collected and everything, but then later on you realize really how much of a person she has grown into be. She used to have a bunch of mood swings and temper tantrums, especially with Will and Irma, and then she just seems to grow more. Like, she seems to grow the most to me, which is why I like her. I like dynamic characters, really. But, okay. okay. Let's see. Family-wise. Okay, she's got her, her mom, uh, whose name is Elizabeth Hale, her little sister, Lillian Hale, and her father, Harold Hale, who's the vice president of Heatherfield, Heatherfield Bank. Bank. Yeah, yes. he pretty much owns the bank. Pretty much, yeah. So let's see, pets. She's got a cat that Will gave her, who Lillian named Napoleon, <laughs> and can talk in the series. Yeah, he could talk in the show. They, oh gosh, don't get me started on the second season again. I love it to death. I love it. <laughs> I know. There's just so many weird things on that. Yes, some very but, good quotes come from there too. Yes. Hmm. So interesting. So, her <laughs> favorite sport is ice skating, and many times during the show, and I think in the comics, you can see her mm-hmm. and going back and ice skating. Yeah, she's always. Yeah, especially after Irma and tells her, I, I think, yeah, it was issue yeah. 25, whenever, um, she's telling her that Jewel told her, the fortune teller guy, told her to, um, start skating again to get over her broken heart from Caleb, so, and that's what she did, yeah, so, I think she was deep down really grateful to Irma, but she was never gonna admit it. Yeah, well, yeah, it's Cornelia. Okay, let's see, her favorite subject in school is history. Which, um, personally is, I like it more, I don't like economics whenever you get math involved. Uh, well, no, it's just that it's kind of history. It's, I guess it's because I'm, I've never been good at learning dates. I, I'm good at memorizing, so I like history. Yeah. I like English and history. I hate anything. I, I'm okay with math, but once you get math involved with history and science, I really suck at it. <laughs> well, then you'd better go to job as an English teacher. That's what I'm planning. But I know. her crush. Let's see, her crush. Before she even met him, Cornelia had fallen in love with a boy from her dreams and wouldn't go out with any other boy because of it. So, naturally, she was surprised to find out his name was Caleb and that he was Meridian's rebel leader. But, of course, after they broke up and stayed as friends, Cornelia gained a new crush on Peter Cook. Peter. Peter. Who's Tirani's older brother, and it seems that the feeling's mutual. Ooh, la <laughs> Alright, some other facts. Cornelia, along with Tarani, was one of the guardians who resisted her powers at first because her inability to believe that magic existed. She is best friends with Alien Brown, the present Queen of Meridian, after defeating her brother, Prince Phobos, who had her slightly brainwashed. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yep. She also seems to get very good grades in school and is probably the overall smartest behind Tarani. Technically, she might be smarter because she and Will are a grade ahead of the others. Yeah. I was kind of thinking of that. Yeah. I always wondered that. Well, Tarani's always been considered the smartest, but they never thought who knows more subject-wise. I think if Tarani was with Cornelia and Will, she would get be better grades. Yeah. Yes. So I think that's in terms of what the, everyone says about it. All right. So her favorite hobby is shopping, which many girls can sympathize with. She does... Uh, yeah, she does this with great pleasure, whether it's for herself or others, much to her friends. Yeah, she likes buying presents. <laughs> well, presents are okay. It's yeah. when she goes a little overboard, that's kind of... Okay. She's also a competitive ice skater and has won m many medals and trophies for her performances. 
Yes. She's very good at ice skating. I wish I could ice skate. Well, I haven't done it in a long time, actually. Well, I don't know. I can stay on the ice. I'm not as good as my brother, though, which is weird. I can't ice skate at all, so. You're better than me. <laughs> okay. The next episode from the show is episode four, Happy Birthday, Will. Hey, Will. Yay. <laughs> Well, this episode really kicks it off and starts off in Phobos' castle with Phobos doing what else but taking a bath full of Meridian's magic. He is always taking that stupid bath because he's like the girliest. He's like the girliest villain. You look at all the guy villains, ones who are the girlier ones are the ones you have to be scared of. Because so you look at all these, you look at all these series and stuff. The guy who sits there and takes baths and looks like his hands are getting a manicure and all that crap and long hair and all this stuff. Those are the ones you have to look out for because you know <laughs> they'll do anything it takes. They're not afraid. They're not all acting all manly and stuff. And then you look at the other girl villains like Nerissa. <laughs> like, oh, they're much of a difference. <laughs> well, you know, they're not as. Yeah, psychotic, but <laughs> that's my personal opinion. Well, after he's soaking himself in Meridian's magic bath, <laughs> he tells Cedric that they really need to find his sister. So Cedric plans to find the birth records to girls born in Heatherfield, and they're trying to narrow it down to the girls who actually weren't born in Heatherfield to find his sister. So it switches over back to Heatherfield at the Shuffle Institute. Let's see... Uh, here, yeah. Will's mom drops off Will at school, asking Will if she wants to invite 25 or 30 friends for her birthday, which... She's like, <laughs> what 25? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let's see, uh, Irma overhears, and Will makes her promise, promise, promise not to tell, throw her a surprise party. But of course, yeah, you know. Of course, Irma goes over and tells the other girls who are in the lunchroom cafeteria... Um, about Will's birthday and about her promise, how she said that she wasn't supposed to do it. So then, of course, she goes and she was like, oh, I've got to warn her about the food. So she starts going, hey, Will, pink booby perky pumpkin. Makes Will very embarrassed in front of all her friends. But Cornelia actually decides that the other three need to throw a party for Will so that Will, um, Will can have her party and Irma won't break her promise to Will. Yes. So, <laughs> let's see. Uh, Cornelia, Helen, and Caleb are at the mall where Cornelia is trying to teach him about parties. He being Caleb. When <laughs> they meet their friends, uh, Alchemy and Elion, and invite them to the party. First time you ever see Elion, guys. Yes. Alright, let's see. Uriah's gang comes into the scene, and then they get angry because Cornelia rejects them an invitation and decides to scare the girls later. I have never understood why Why in the world did they, um, he's like Kurt Clubber in me. I'm like, who the heck is Clubber? And then they keep changing the names and stuff. I'm like, where the heck is Laurent? Why isn't he in here? Why'd they change Laurent to Clubber? That's what the name changes in the show. That's okay. Just... Okay, but after that, Cornelia plans a frog party for Will, and we meet her little sister Lillian for the first time. Uh, who, who they're, of course, arguing. But um, she tells Tarani what to do and that she needs to make sure that the girls aren't dressed like total pigs, quote, unquote, without them figuring out why. Yes. <laughs> Let's see. Yan Lin introduces a map of Heatherfield and tells a story 
about a man stealing a part of Phobos's map pertaining to Heatherfield, giving it to a pass link, and having it go to Yanglin. Of course, this is after the scene switches mm -hmm. uh, over. Let's see. Um, yeah, she also explains that um, the map is blank without Will to activate it with the Heart of Kanjikar. Yep. So that's pretty much the only way that you could get the map working, which isn't exactly true totally in the comics. I mean, it helps it yeah. gain portals in the comics, but yeah. So, yes. So then Caleb is talking to Blanc, trying to figure out what to get Will for her birthday, which probably isn't a best idea, talking to a passling about what to get a girl. Yep. Yeah, because that's whenever he gets his... I've got smelly and bottle and, like, pretty much stinks up the whole room. <laughs> yep, that's definitely going to impress Will. All right, um, well, Tarani switches back to Heatherfield, I think, later that day, where Tarani is um, lying to Irma and Will about a free Boyzilla, Boyzilla concert for the 100 best-dressed girls. So they're all happy, and then she's like, oh, okay, let's go get dressed. I brought you guys these outfits so you guys don't look like pigs. And then they get mad, of course. <laughs> But, of kind of, course, what she was of, just using Cornelia's own words. Well, she wasn't even thinking at that point. She's just like, oh, I got you these outfits so you don't look like pigs. They're like, what? What did you say to me? Poor Jeremy. So, let's see. Helen and Cornelia and others bring decorations to Irma's house as Tarani finally manages to navigate the two there for the party. If you notice, Matt was also holding the decorations. And, like, once you open the door, you see Matt over there. So, it's like... Sneak peek at the mystery boy, Will's biggest crush, soon-to-be boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's one thing I was happy about the show. They made them boyfriend and girlfriend way sooner than the comics. It, like, took forever in the comics. I'm sitting there going, oh, Can come we... already. I know. Okay, so. Cedric yes. comes through a portal um, to start his search for the birth records. Yeah, and find... Uh, Bobos' mysterious sister, who nobody seems to know who she is, at least not until later episodes. Yep. So, Willis met at Irma for the party, and which Irma denies, and then she gets annoyed with Martin. Yeah, and that's the first time I think you see him. I think, I'm pretty sure that's the first time Martin comes into. I think in, in the show. Yeah, I well, in the show, he was in the first comic. Yes. In actual issues, but... Yes. Okay. Then it switches over to Caleb, and Caleb forces Blunk to stay outside of the house, and then gets inside to be bombarded by Elian and Alchemy. He then gives Will uh, a drawing of her guardian self, which yeah, is very yeah, well. Yeah, he's good. like saying, "Oh, and the wings are real dragon scales," and Will's like, "Ah, yeah, they're not real," and he's like, "Of course they are." <laughs> what, what are you talking about? <laughs> totally not getting it. I know. Okay, um, what happens next? Let's see. Um, uh, Halen kind of feels sorry for Blunk outside, and she's giving him food. And Martin comes by, and he sees her, and then she's like, oh, the more th the food that you throw out, you make a wish. So he's like, oh, really? So next thing you know, he's getting everybody around in the party to go, and he's like, hey, the more food you throw out, the bigger the wish. So Blunk's being bombarded by all these cakes and donuts and Of course, cakes he and... doesn't mind, but... <laughs> It's kind of a waste of food. Okay. Yes. Oh, I know. I want cake. I'm downstairs, actually. My brother's birthday was the other day. Can I have some cake? <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> Irma and Helen hear about Cedric being in City Hall, and they get Irma's parents to keep the party moving. Well, they say they're going out for pizza. Yeah. Um, but then Caleb goes and gets Blunk, and even um, Uriah's gang, and they all follow, or he doesn't get Uriah's gang, but they're all following the girls to yeah. City Hall. 
Yes. And Halen tells Will that the Heart of Candacar activates the map of the portals and the girls go in the building. Oh, that's a smart idea. Yes. Of course, the Guardians transform now as Cedric is busy with looking for the birth records and the Guardians investigate the rest of the building. So Cedric scares your eyes, gang, and then starts to fight with Caleb and Blunk as the Guardians realize that teen girls' birth re- records from, like, 13 years ago, I think that's what they said. Yeah, like, um, and they were all missing before, you know, joining the fight. Completely, I think, yeah. missing the whole point. Yes. So, they're all fighting and all this stuff, and then everyone's, like, all helpless until Cornelia comes. So, I guess, I guess it's okay for this episode, because it is about Cornelia, yes. but... So, let's see. So I mean, come on, you could have kicked that desk or something. I know. Cedric flees the battle, of course, and the Guardians leave to close the portal and get out before the police come who got your eyes game. Yeah, the police come and they're like catching your eyes. That was actually kind of like the museum one. Um, the issue five. Yeah, except, you know, it wasn't a museum. It was City Hall. Yeah. So, Cedric tells Phobos that he found the birth records to help find his sister. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. Once again. <laughs> okay, so the girls come back with the pizza wondering about Phobos' plans. They're like, Hmm, I wonder if he's searching for one of us. And Cornelia's like, oh, of course he is. Because, you know. But cute. We does, does her little hair thing, the sparkle and glitter, like, right in front of Caleb, of course. And, of course, he gets just dazzled. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if we could count how many times she does stuff with her hair throughout both seasons. That'll be like, hey, that'll if be anybody, hey, if anybody can figure that out, go through and tell us and email us or send us a PM. And we'll give you a special shout-out. <laughs> yes. Somebody find that out for us. How many times Cornelia, like, flips her hair or does something with her hair, like, in the second season, the whole feather-flipping hair thing, and the yeah. first season's the whole glitter-sparkling-type thing. If you could find how many times she does that. Yes. I would want to know now. I want to know, It's too. interesting now. <laughs> so, let's see. We're bored. I know. Okay. The girls decide to join the party, and Will blushes and is led away by a cute mystery boy. Matt. As her oh, 13 birthday candles are blown out on the screen. Ooh. That's the end. So happy birthday, Will! Happy birthday, Will! Yay! That is the end of the episode, though. So next up, we would believe would be the fourth comic issue. Called. Is that be right? Yes. Uh, the Power of Fire. Reminds uh, me of Power of Five. Yeah. Song, which is from, which is playing right now. Yes, it Power is. of Fire and Power of Five. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. All right. The fourth comic starts out uh, where the third left off, and as you remember, uh, the girls had to do an astral drop of Tarani because she was yeah she was captured she was captured in Meridian. Um, so, so the fourth comic starts off with um, the girls like looking at Tarani and they're all sad and everything because they miss her. They're not paying attention in class. Yeah, and they know that they're gonna have to go save her. So. Pretty much they're going through the school day talking about how Tarani's an astral drop and how, yeah, Cornelia seems kind of mad at Will, it looks like, even as they're, like, heading towards the bus stop and everything, but Will's kind of upset because she's wondering if, um, if she made an astral drop of herself and anybody else would notice that she was gone. And of course she starts thinking about, you know, her mother, thinking about all the bad things, know not being positive at all but, i mean she's sad because her friend's gone so so you know they get on the bus and 
Will thinks that Cornelia is insinuating that it was all her fault for Atani being gone and everything, so Will gets very upset. Yeah, they're right by the ocean with the waves coming in and everything. 
Yes. You know, after a little discussion outside, they go in. Mm-hmm. And Will joins them. She's, like, telling them, oh, I'm a little allergic, but let's start making our astral drops now. So the girls all sit there and concentrate and make their astral drops, and they're so amazed at seeing their own doubles in front of them. Except for one problem. <laughs> yeah. Will's isn't exactly up to par, you know what I mean? She's kind of yes. blank. Well, I'm guessing... Well, it must really be that, you know, Will has yeah. so much on her mind. She probably wasn't she, concentrating she, yeah. as much as she She had a lot of in- insecurities about it. Like, she felt that it would take her place. Which is... Actually, Cornelia starts sympathizing with her a little bit. She's, like, wondering if um, Will's astral drop will take her place forever. So, Will's, uh, Cornelia's been kind of mad at Will, but she at least was kind of nice to her at that point. Yep. So, Will makes a list and gives it to her astral drop <laughs> for her about the list of things that she should do and list of things that she shouldn't do. So, it's time and her list. and her schedule throughout the day, what Will normally does, and stuff. So, I, I they take a long list. time quizzing their astral drops and make sure they have all their habits and everything that they're supposed to do. So, and then they're like, okay, it's mission time. So, they're walking along, and, you know, they're reading the graffiti on the walls, like every normal kid. Uh And then they see uh, a drawing of blue fire with four flames. Which is the same picture that Irma had coincidentally um, drawn in her notebook earlier when she was thinking of Trani. So, it leads the girls to think that there's a portal. Yes. And Especially when Will gets her little dizzy fainting spells, so. Yes. Um, and, let's see. Will puts her hand on the walls. And nothing nothing really yeah. happens. To try to see if the portal will open or something, but. So they sit there and they start arguing again. Will, or Cornelia gets mad at Will again. And is like, so Will gets really upset saying, no, it's not my fault. I have to listen to Trani. Whisper her name every second and everything. So, yes. So, let's see. After a while, let's see. Irma, Irma hears yeah. something. <laughs> or she doesn't hear something. That's actually the... Yeah, point. actually, that's true. She doesn't hear something. And she's wondering, where's the sound of the waves in the ocean? We're in a cave next to the water. Should be there. And then they realize that they're in a real shell. And then all of a sudden, water comes. And you see, like, Cornelia hopping on top of Irma, like, Oh my god, Irma, do something! Which you pretty much realize later is because um, Cornelia can't swim. <laughs> Poor Cornelia. I feel sorry for her because... Yeah, which is something we should have mentioned earlier. Yeah, she yes. can't swim. She doesn't like the water. Yes, so <laughs> let's see. Which works because she's against Irma a lot. Yeah. So, you know, they're inside a bubble now. Because Irma saved them, practically. Yes. And, let's see, they put on little... Cloaks? Cloaks? Yeah, that things. Halen brought. And... You know, just kind of come out of the shell in their little bubble. Mm-hmm. And they realize there's a giant eye looking at them. So then you see, like, a Meridian boy talking about his mom, talking to his mom, saying, like, a hermit crab come out of its shell and all this. So, so the girls are freaking out, but then they're like, huh, there can only be one reason for us to be in a bowl. That means there has to be a fish. And then you see this little spider-looking fish coming out. Yeah. Yes. That doesn't thoughts? <laughs> no, I don't like the spider. And of course, the fact that it's called a carnivorous spider fish doesn't make things better. Definitely not. But the girls end up getting out, and they save the poor fish, and they become to their real life size again. 
as they're walking the streets of Meridian for the first time. Well, yes. really, really walking in and everything. Yes, and, you know, as they're going along, Halen can smell the perfumes and hear the voices. She realizes that Meridian people aren't very different from Earth people. It's, they have different colors of their skin and everything like that, but it's just they're the same. Their personalities are pretty much the same, well, except for the evil ones. They're still people. Hey, we have evil people on Earth. <laughs> yes, but so, we shall not name them for <laughs> personal reasons. So then the scene switches to Kendrakar, uh, over to the Oracle. Yeah, and, um, the Oracle's sitting there, and he's all sad and everything, and he's troubled about the girls being in, um, Meridian when they've broken a rule, apparently, because that's a rule, I guess, and... Tibor, he's like, oh, well, I see them, they're in their beds right now, and or the Oracle's like, no, those are astral drops. They're, the gar real guardians are actually in Meridian. So Tibor's wondering, why are they risking everything for this? And the Oracle's like, it's something called friendship. Yes, and it's a feeling that is more powerful than air, earth, water, or fire. <laughs> or energy, if you add. Yeah. Yes, and then it switches over to Elion, mm -hmm. who is with Tirani, who's locked up in her bubble cage thing, with just a little flame to try to that she's keep made. Her, give her comfort, keep her warm. Mm -hmm. And Elion is pretty much torturing Tirani. Yes, trying to make her weak and everything. And Cedric is warning her, "Don't do that." Yeah, but you don't know. mess with fire. Of course, she doesn't <laughs> listen. Mm -mm. But she's trying to be a little bit cautious. But Cedric is just saying, hey, don't make her angry. You could do whatever you want. Keep her weak, but don't make her angry. Yes, because, you know, when you yeah. play with fire, you get burned. Yes. Yes. But then it switches back to the other four guardians who are walking down the streets trying to find Tawny. And Irma comes back with a little 3D map of Meridian, which we discussed in our 13th portal last time. The whole globe Meridian thing when Meridian's just a city. So, then, uh, you know, yeah. So they get it and they um, find Phobos's castle. So they're planning on following the map to get to Phobos's castle. But then it switches back to Elion and Trani. Yes, and Elion is once again torturing Trani. Yeah, she's showing her um, how much Will, quote, cares about her sarc sarcastically, of course. Mm -hmm. As Trani sees. Will's astral drop waking up in the morning, and it switches to Will's astral drop in her normal home in Heatherfield. Yep. Where she's following her list that well, Will made her. Yes, and of course. It starts off very badly, so you know nothing good yeah. can come of this. So she's just kind of following the list and everything. Her mom's homesick. She's just like, oh yeah, you're my mother. And then she, after a while, she loses the list, so she has no clue what she's supposed to do. Yes, and Matt decides it's a good idea to come over with the Dormouse. At, at that time, of course, that moment of time, he decides, huh, I should bring you back to Will. Yes, and he's <laughs> only wearing a shirt. Which is not even buttoned up all the way. So he's, she opens the door, and he's blushing, and he's so embarrassed. And then she's like, huh, I was supposed to kiss somebody on that list. Who was I supposed to kiss? And next thing you know, she's locked lips with Matt. <laughs> Will's astral drop kisses Matt and takes the dormouse and slams the door in his face. She's like, huh, okay. <laughs> and he's just kind of staring at her like, whoa. And, you know, she gets back into her room and finishes dressing. 
And she finds the list. And then she's like, oh crap, on the list not to do says don't kiss boys. So she goes back to her mom. She's like, hey, what do you do if you've kissed a guy by mistake? She goes, huh, if a guy ever kissed me by mistake, I'd slap him. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. So Will um, is kind of um, making her mom feel uncomfortable because uncomfortable her, her mom is like, oh, wow, you don't seem like Will. We're all <laughs> yes, um, I love this particular quote. They're discussing uh, Will's tendency to oversleep. Mm-hmm. You know, her mom's like, I usually need a cannon to wake you up. <laughs> and Will's asked her drop his, does this cannon make, make a beep, beep, beep noise? <laughs> Okay, well, it's done with um, Will's astral drop because uh, Elion apparently got mad that she saw Will kissing Matt, who used to be her crush before she went to Meridian. So Charney is all laughing at her, but then she's like, huh, if Elion's really upset, then that means that that really was Will. Will's not looking for me and trying to save me. So, of course, that brings her down. Yeah. And then it switches over to... And, but Cedric tells her, Hey, no, the real... That was only a fake will. Don't be discouraged. Don't be upset because the real will is here in Meridian. Yes. Then it switches over to Meridian. Outside the walls of Phobos' castle. Where you see the... Uh, the shop owner. The guy who um, Irma got the map... Traded the map for is um, chasing after them. So they've got, like, a whole Meridian search party, like, running after them as they're trying to get away with the map. Mm-hmm. And they come to a dead end. And then a ghostly hand comes out from the floor, pointing down. It's, like, telling you, them to go into the shadow. But, so they go through, and then they meet none other than Mrs. Rudolph, their escapee math teacher who was actually from the Meridian world to begin with and who helped um, kidnap, not kidnap, but save... The Princess Elion from her brother. But they don't know that yet. Not yet. <laughs> so, you know, and then it shows Cedric, who is uh, with the shopkeeper. And Bathic. And they're trying to find... Because they, they, yeah, they found out the Guardians were in there, so they're trying to bust them out and capture them. So, um, Mrs. Rudolph is talking to them, and she's like, and Will asks, like, how long have they left Tarani there and pretty much time moves much slower on Meridian than Earth so like weeks could be one day or something in um, Earth so they're kind of just discussing things and then Mrs. Rudolph has to leave and the girls discover or Will discovers actually hmm if we get caught then we can find a way to get to Tarani so it's a common strategy mm-hmm. when you're rescuing someone sometimes the fastest way to get where you want is to get caught mm-hmm. and so they let themselves get caught that's what happens <laughs> yep and they're all in bubble prisons yeah Cedric puts them in the bubble prisons and he takes them to um Phobos's Court of Whispers his garden uh, well I think it's yeah it's not his real garden because apparently they're not allowed to actually visit it but he's like well as long as the murmurers see you they like it switches from murmurs to, to whispers. whispers. Is this, are they? I'm pretty sure they're the same thing. But why does the name? Change? I'm not sure. Maybe they're different. I don't know. Maybe. Well, I, I don't. I'm not totally. I don't really think so. But so of course it's just such a go around. Mm. Kind of get shown around to all the whispers, whispers, yeah. whatever they're decided to be called. <laughs> this time, whatever you guys' name wants to be, this 
comic issue. And then they go to the Meridian Prison. Dun, dun, dun. Which apparently, coincidentally, is where um, Tarani's being held. So Elion decides it's a good idea to bring Tarani, uh, who thinks that um, the Guardians are fake and is another idea of torment from Elion. So she's all yelling at them and telling them to go away and all this. So Elion thinks she's won. Yes. But then, of course, and she will, and then, of course, it says, oh, you kissed Matt, and Will's like, I kissed Matt? Oh, I would never do that, and then Tarani starts getting down, she's like, but I saw you. So Cedric's like, oh, crap, Elian, take her away, take Tarani away, and um, Will's saying, I've never done that, you can read my mind if you don't believe me. And that is a big tip-off for Tarani, because only the real Will would know that she's telepathic. Mm-hmm. So, that's when she gets PO'd. <laughs> and first the bubble and the shower of fire. So, um, Trani gets away from her bubble prison and starts throwing flames everywhere. And Cedric's like, no, we can't fight fire. It's one of the most unformidable powers of the elements. So, um, yep. Yeah, and then Will's like, no, just don't worry about them right now. Just give me your hand. And then they all transform. And Cedric and Eliana are like, oh, we can't do anything else now. They've transformed. We don't have them at their weakest anymore. And the girls leave. But then they're all happy because they finally found Tarani. And that's their peaceful ending. And that's the happy ending for the Oracle. Because he's like, oh, I won't pass judgment on them. Because they've realized what's most important. And they've done their job well. They've made it back together. They've got Tarani back. Yep. And once home... Tarani merges with her astral girl. Mm-hmm. And the girls say their goodbyes. Yeah. And then they're all happy. <laughs> Irma. And then they're returning back, back to their regular lives, back into their astral drops. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately for Irma, it's not exactly a good thing because she, she apparently her astral drop accepted Martin's date. Yeah, so now she has a date with Martin Tubbs, so she's very angry. Will goes back to her house and realizes that her dormouse totally demolished her room, but she has her memories of her astral drop kissing Matt and then slapping him him. in the middle of the schoolyard, so she's kind of upset. But she's even more upset that her mom Susan is going to be on a date at their house with um, her history teacher, who she doesn't like right now. And then she finds out that her mom actually postponed the date and wants to have dinner with her instead. Which made Will very happy. So, so it was a mother and da- daughter ending. Sentimental, nice little ending for comic issue four. And that is the fourth. Yeah, issue. that's the end of the fourth issue. Woo! Woo! We're moving along fast now. We. Yep. <laughs> wow. Yep. Let's see. Okay, what what is up? The Next. top ten. Top ten list. Woo! And our top ten list this, well, time. I shouldn't say week. This, this time, this episode, is the ten best quotes. Best quotes from the witch show. We would do comics. We need to find something to do for the comics, but it's easier for the show. Mm-hmm. So, number ten. Uh, this is from E is for Enemy from the second season. It is with Cornelia and Irma. So, we're going to pretty much be saying who we are. You guys can guess, you know. Okay. Move over! You're so telekinetic. Why don't you move me over? Alright. Number nine. This is from N is for Narcissist in the second season. 
and it's from Cornelia. I rule, and I'm not just pretty, I'm gorgeous. Number A. This is from The Key, and it is between Will and Halen. Enough about bats and donuts. It's time for magic practice. Are you guys ready to jam? Jam donuts! Shush! Guardians unite! Number seven. This quote is from K is for Knowledge, and it is between Will and Matt. Uh, Will's talking about Tarani at this point. She's stuck. I can fill in. No offense, but I'd rather not see you filling in her tights. So not what I meant. <laughs> Number six. This is from I is for Illusions from the second season, and it is between Irma, Anna, and Will. Okay. Cornelia, are you growing pretty in there? Irma, why is Will yelling at the toaster? And why did she name it? I don't care if you hate raisins, Judy. Just give me my toast. Number five. This is from Ellis for a Loser from the second season, and it is between Will, Cornelia, and Halen. Hey, since when are you misintuitive? Perspective. I'm the only one not starring in a soap opera. This week. Number four. Uh, this is from season one's episode, Underwater Minds, and it is between Will, Cornelia, and Irma. Okay, so, Will, here are your thugs, Phobos. Now you may need to put, give them up 30 minutes on the spin cycle. Oh, and your big scaly pet should be back about, hmm, sunrise. But I warn you, he doesn't have very good news. Ciao! Number three. This is for, from... O is from, for obedience from second season, and it is between Haylin and Will and Tarani. Nerissa is Caleb's mother... And, and I, I thought, thought my mom, mom had issues. <laughs> Number two. This quote is from H is for Hunted, and it is by Will. Dating, fine. Dating my teacher, gross, but also fine. Lying to me about it while lecturing me on responsibility, priceless. And... This is from You is for Un from Undivided from the second season, and it is between Cornelia, Lillian, and Matt. This isn't a comic book. It's a fairy tale. And fairy tales don't have super growth power. Excuse me, Beanstalk? Please. Fairy tales have fairies, Prince Charming, oh, and dragons. Ooh, dragon. No, please not dragons. Yes, dragon! Ten feet tall, scaly, and scary. Twenty feet tall with giant bat wings. Okay, but it's on our side, right? No, silly. It's Narissa's dragon. <laughs> and that would be the number one quote from you guys' poll top ten list for this podcast. So, there you have it. Those are the top ten quotes from both seasons. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Yes. That was so stupid, but that was enjoyable too. <laughs> yes, that was very enjoyable. <laughs> so let's see, what would be I don't know. What do we usually do next? I don't know. Oh oh yeah, we did the thirteenth portal next. Okay. Oh, mystery question. Somebody's asking. Um this question is, was sent to us from um, the owner of PrinceFobos.com, which you guys need to go to because he's a great friend, longtime friend and everything. And he's yes. got a really cool forum and website. But his question was... Um, was Sandpit really alive in first season, or was it just a sand trap? Yeah, was he just a quicksand type trap? I don't know. Hold That's on. A good question. What would your thoughts be on that? Because, hold on, let me think. <laughs> um, 
think he was necessarily. I think he was alive in the first season. Just not. I think it was both actually. Yes. He he wasn't moving, getting up, a human like alive. He wasn't human like alive, but, but he was still there. There was a being, and you go into the sand pit. You go into whatever the heck it was called in the episode. I cannot remember. Life of me. What was it called in the episode? I, gosh, but um. They're like, oh, I know Trani referred to it as a wandering man-eating sandpit or something like that. Oh, but, that's scary. But it, when they go in there, all it is, it's like the walls are moving and people are trapped there for until Trani let them all out. But, I mean, it's still a living being. I mean, you wouldn't cons- – I mean, would you consider plants and trees and everything alive even though they don't get up and walk around? So I still think it was alive. It just wasn't in the human – like form where it can actually go around and move around wherever and do a lot of damage, you know. Yes, I That's agree. I and thinking. for the whole quintessence thing, um, I'm not sure if that can really count for this since technically, going by what you're saying, yeah. he was alive already. Yeah, we he just wasn't moving in, you know, yeah. like walking. It says um, that I think that was a whole question though because he was wondering if um, quintessence really. Um, since it's supposed to bring inanimate objects back to life, or bring things to life. Apparently, I guess it was already alive, but not in its full form, I guess you could say. I mean, it was still stuck in a place, so I guess but it was just a little, it was, it was like a world. Out, right? It was like a world, it seems, sort of, but, and then it turned into a real-life thing once, um, the rest of used quintessence. That's, yes. that's my theory on it, anyways. Unless they completely didn't think about that, like, they haven't thought about a lot of other things, so. Well, Otherwise, it could just be a real mystery on why in the world they made a real animate object turn into a live walking being with quintessence, so. I, I agree <laughs> with your thoughts on this. It's what I'm thinking. I, I, I agree with your thoughts, because they make plenty sense. And you said basically what I was going to say anyway, so, okay. Okay, I guess, I guess, well, that's the way we solved the mystery, I don't know if it satisfies anybody else, but that's what we're thinking. Anyways, just keep sending us your mysteries. Yes, keep sending questions and 13 portals and any shout-outs. We've gotten a few requests to do a shout-out, so you guys send them in. Email us at which underscore cast at yahoo.com, and we will get to you very, very, very soon. Well, pretty much almost instantly, because I always check email. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she checks email. I'm usually doing calculus. Well... It's hard for me to check. I have numerous email accounts now, but I'm, I'm going to get back on to the whole checking email thing. Yeah. I'll, I'll get to it, I promise. All right. And for those of you who are wanting me to fix some things on the unofficial West website, I'll get right on it, like, this weekend. I'll fix everything this weekend, okay? She says. For your satisfaction. Okay. So, next, next we have our, our personal question, right? Yep. Yes. Uh, let's see. Who do you think was portrayed better in the comics or the show? Amanda, why don't you start us off? Hmm. Uh, gosh, oh, the Guardians are pretty okay. Well, except for the fact I think that Cornelia... Well, I, I like everybody better in comics. I'm always going to like the comics better. Except I kind of liked Matt. I liked Matt a lot more in the show than I did in the comics. I love him he in was, the comics, but... He was fleshed out a little bit yeah, more Yeah, he was a show. lot more fleshed out. I mean, he, you, you actually want them to really be together in the show... A lot of there are people who really don't like them in the comics because Matt is really boring and he's just there and hey. all he's doing there is to make Will jealous and her jealous of him and all this stuff. So there's an argument there. I still like Matt, but I do like him actually better in the show. So that's one. That's probably one of the only exceptions. I don't like Caleb personally, 
but I like him a little bit better in the show. Oh, I don't know. I like him better in the comics because he's just a not cocky and conceited person. But then he dumped Cornelia and was really and he was really big jerk about it. But he's not as cocky as the show, so it's a two it depends on which view I want to point it for Caleb. But pretty much the Guardians are good, except for um Irma's definitely not as tomboyish as she is in the show. I, I just found that was weird because usually Will's considered the tomboy from the comics. So and you you get Irma and I mean she's the type of person who's still like dressing semi girly but she can go beat someone up. That doesn't mean she's a tomboy necessarily. Cause I can I can do that, okay? We can both do that. I mean you see Irma, she likes wearing colorful things and like clips um, clips in her hair and skirts and stuff. Yeah, you always see her in a skirt. Tomboyish is more just they don't the like jeans to wear and sweats that just, Will always wears, you know? Yeah. And then you know, less girly, more Yeah. Boy-ish. Yeah. The one thing I didn't like, um, but Cornelia, they made, she was, she's very serious. She's a very serious, very complex person in the comics, which I think I might have mentioned earlier. I don't know. But then she's turned into a superficial, love-struck, oh, totally obsessed with fashion and makeup girl in the show. And, I mean, some people like that, but I, I don't know, just for her to change her personality so much... From the comics to the show, I didn't really necessarily like that part. Yes. Um, I mean, I still love her confidence. She has confidence either way, so that's right on. Although they have confidence in different ways. There's the, oh, I can do anything I want. From the show, Cornelia, who, like, just gets in it, and she's like, oh, I can put in, do anything I put my mind to. And then there's the more confident, determined Cornelia, who's all, in the comics, who's all, stand strong, be here for my friends and family, I need to get over my breaks up, break up with Caleb, and all this kind of stuff. There's that confident Cornelia. So, there's yeah. those two, at least. Yeah. Let's see. Um, <laughs> for me, I'd guess to say, I agree with Cornelia. Um, they don't portray her like that. I, th- I think they portray her better in the comics than in the show. I think she's the least, like, transferred over Guardian. Yes, because when you really look at Cornelia in the comics the way she was originally made, she's not a superficial person. No, she's, she's not, not she conceited. Has a lot of deep she's just she's just confident in herself, which is not the opposite yeah. of being, you know, superficial. She's she likes to dress very pretty and she gives people advice usually that they don't want, but she's not being conceited. She's just she's trying to help very them. Very calm and very just straightforward there. And she's also a natural leader, which mm-hmm. You know, I guess they thought, oh, let's just put her, I'm cocky, I'm self-assured, and really she's just, she's always been the leader. Yeah. Confident and captivating. Yes, confident and <laughs> really make the earth move, is what it said on the Dutch um, Netherlands trailer. I remember that. I that's right. <laughs> yes. Let's see. Um, I also, I, I don't know, Caleb, for me, it kind of half and half. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the show, I, I like how he's a little bit, like, um, I guess he's a little <laughs> bit more interactive in the show, I guess. Yes, a lot more. Yeah, but I, in the, the though they did that mainly because, I think they did that a lot, especially, I remember, um, there's an interview by the directors for the first season, and they said that they mainly started off with Caleb to introduce boys to the show, so that boys would go, huh, okay, 
so they wouldn't go, oh, this is just a dumb girl show or something. Though a lot of boys like it, so I don't think that was necessary, but, yeah. you know. Well, I like how he's a little bit reason. more, you know, like, active. He's a lot more active. Yes. But I like how the comics portray his personality. Uh-huh. He's a lot calmer. I don't like how he broke up with Cornelia and how he ended it. But he's a lot more calmer, and this this history behind him mm-hmm. is a lot cleaner. Not that yeah. whole mess with Nerissa that and makes no sense. <laughs> Speaking of Nerissa, Nerissa is Caleb's mother. <laughs> Speaking of Nerissa, she's a character that I like better in the comics. Definitely, definitely hands down. Definitely. I mean, I mean, come on, like, um, in the show, she's Caleb's mother. And in the comics, um, in reality, he's in a way Phobos' son because, well, Phobos created him from a flower, turned him into a murmur, and then with uh, Caleb's own will, he raised up, he rised up against Phobos and became the rebel leader that we all know. Exactly. But really, um, and also just going back, resurrecting all the old guardians, resurrecting chicken, just kind of, and the whole heart's thing the other hearts just just that's gonna be another witch spell yeah that's we're gonna gonna have our own little talking about like um what could have i mean it's really interesting to talk about it we're not sitting there dissing the show or like saying bad things about comics or the show but just kind of going why was this changed so much it was it was originally planned to be more like the second um comic arc than it um than the first season was to the first comic arc Yes, but, you know, they kind of yeah. didn't go as planned. I think the first season actually followed the first arc very well, except it had a lot of fillers. And yeah, then you had, like, I mean, you could take half the first season, and half of it would be the actual story, and the other half is just extra. I think about, like, the only uh, whole heart thing that I like in the second arc was Z is for Zenith, and that's it. Just because <laughs> they go all out, and it looks so cool. Yeah, I, lo- I love that part. Yes. Everyone, everyone loves the whole scene when, like, it, it still creeps me out when Will's eyes glow like that, and she's like, Guardians Unite, and then, ugh, it's so creepy. I know. Nerissa, so, she's... Let's see, Nerissa in the comics, she's more devious. Mm-hmm. She, uh, it's apparent more that she's the villain. She's not just, she's not out for the greater good. She's out for yeah. herself. It's so confusing, and, okay... In the comics, you can tell Nerissa is a self-centered. She, yeah, she's power hungry. Life. She's she's like, in a way, I think. Oh, she's a female version of Phobos. Let's put it that way, okay? Creepy, she's but really, so doable. She's very. She's extremely evil. Except the only difference between her and Phobos is she actually gets up and does stuff. She doesn't sit there take bath and, and like. <laughs> she doesn't sit there and take wait. bath and power. <laughs> she's like, huh? Okay, Cedric, you go do my work. Yep. I'll sit here and She'd probably reap the benefits. She probably kill Cedric. She? I mean, at least. I mean, after a while. I mean, at the beginning, she's weak, so you can understand that. But once she gets her power, she's all out in there. She's like, I'm gonna destroy Kanjakar. I'm gonna kill everyone. Get the heart of Kanjakar and rule the entire universe. And then you get the show, Nerissa, who is okay. There's this one. There's this one part in Kay's her knowledge. Whenever she's sitting there and Yanlin and Cassidy, or not Cassidy, um. Yan Lin uh, comes up with, oh, Helenor, Helenor, that's right, and they're like, oh, so you're gonna destroy us, like, you destroyed Cassidy, and they're like, does her memory mean so little to you, and she's like, yeah, you I remember have no that. idea what she meant to me, I'm like, holy crap, does she love her or something? Yes, <laughs> I'm so glad. creepy, I'm like, whoa, and hold I, on there, yeah. don't say it in that tone, please. Oh, and, I, and 
and we're not play. the only one to think that. Yeah. If you go on the RPG, you, you'll see a lot of people who say, like, I was like, whoa, um, what are you implying there? Okay, yeah. Nerissa. <laughs> okay, she just, and then she's sitting there going, oh, this is all for the greater good. I'm doing this. She's just kind of, she's like Hitler, goodness. She's got, like, a mixed up version of what she thinks is the greater good. So I consider the comic version of Nerissa as pure evil. And a... The show version More is like, like a, a psychopathic maniac. She has, yes. she's she's just got some psychological issues going on there. Yeah. She she's in not the, really evil to me. Yeah, in the comics, she's definitely portrayed more better <laughs> as an evil villain. Yes, <laughs> five times more interesting to like just in the comics. Nurse is more interesting because she's portrayed yeah. as the evil villain, and you know whatever she's done done, whatever she's up to, whatever has anything to do with her, is mm-hmm. no good for the Guardians. Yeah. Which makes you want to find out what has she done now. Yeah. Yes. I think they did Cedric pretty good, ex- except for the fact they didn't give him depth in the show. Yes. And they, they didn't, didn't him, make him didn't eat Phobos in oh the comic. God! That part freaked me out. I'm just sitting there watching, everything's all calm and quiet. And, and then all of them They're all waiting for Phobos to pass the little threshold into the camp car, and the boom! It's like I, like, jumped back off my chair and fell out of my chair. That's as clumsy as I am. I literally fell off. Yeah, and then, like, after I finally got over the fact that he ate Phobos, I just stared at the TV and started laughing hysterically <laughs> because he ate Phobos! Wow. The giant was... lizard man ate the prissy, girly one. <laughs> it was just, yeah, one of the big shockers in the second season, I think. Um, hold on. Yeah, Phobos... I actually liked. I actually did like him a little bit, probably more in the show because he actually. I mean, <laughs> he wasn't just sitting there going, "Cedric, do this." I mean, every, do you, that. you didn't. You barely saw him in the first comic arc, and he was supposed to be the main villain. It was practically Cedric the entire arc, who, of course, we said has a lot more depth in the comics. I like him a lot more because in the comics. I think it's because because he was doing all the stuff. Yeah, he's just playing. Phobos' servant boy in the show, which I didn't necessarily like, because, I mean, in the comics you still see his weaknesses, and you still um, see how he um, acts with Elyon, and acts with Phobos, and his desire to become uh, a murmurer, and all this stuff. You just see more his actual personality, which actually helps later on in the arcs. When, like, in the fifth arc with Ludmore, whenever he's forced to be, uh, like, human in Heatherfield and stuff, you see his insecurities. In the show, he's just oh, the guy who's Ludmore. there, and he's like, oh, I'm getting more power. I'm gonna devour Phobos. I'm not sure if the comic version would ever kill Phobos to do it. Like, I mean, no, even... I like their ending better. They have him jump off a cliff into eternity. <laughs> yes! Yes. Instead of being, one, you know, trapped in a nice little tower where you're mm-hmm. all cozy, oh, I'm gonna jump off a cliff and fall for eternity! I like Irma's little clip. He did it. <laughs> she's just sitting there, and, and then Helen and them are like, did he really just do that? And she's like, what, jump off a cliff and be falling for turning on in? He did it. And they're like, thanks, Irma. Thanks a lot. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Something like that. I can't remember exactly how it goes. But, um, yeah. Oh, and also, another character who was portrayed better in the comics was uh, Susan. Susan Vandom. Yeah. Yep, definitely. Um, yeah, she's got... A lot more, um, you know, death. Definitely a lot more drama in the comics between Will and Susan. Especially when Thomas Vandom comes. Oh, yes. Well, Thomas Vandom is a jerk, so. Yeah. Big jerk, what? I really hate him. 
But, yeah, so, I mean, you really see Susan. She's like, oh, I'm not going to let my little girl go. I'm not going to give in to blackmail. And you, like, see the, how, like, motherly she is. Actually, in the show, she seems more, well, like, especially up for herself than anything. No, she's more, like, cool mom. Well, until, like. Well, like, when she, I think when she starts dating uh, Dean, that's when she seems more, like, for yeah. herself. You see, you see oh, it. no, it's like, I deserve like, happiness. Clean your, clean your room, do all this. But, I mean, she does get a little bit more, like, though. Susan in the show. I think the one time where you really saw Susan's personality was when, um, Will's dad, no, no, before that, um, whenever she was planning on moving, so she's all like, oh, it's not working out for Will at Heatherfield and stuff, we're gonna move, and that was like an E is for enemy and everything, with the whole moving deal. Thank but, goodness she decided not to. Yeah, after they went through all that crap to destroy the trans transfer letter and stuff, and, you know, they made that yeah. Army. Oh, and yeah, and when um her dad, Will's dad, comes back into the scene, like, and his friend assistance and stuff. Whenever she's sitting there yelling at him about, oh, it looks like somebody taught her to that she could skip out on responsibility and all this. So you see a little bit of her comic Susan in that too. But I'm glad they actually finally put the families in the second season. My gosh. Oh, for like for especially every- Tarani's family. Yeah. Um. Yes. <laughs> that was a random moment. <laughs> Sorry, her phone just went off. Yeah, my mom's texting me, seeing what she wants me to her to do with her hair for her date and stuff. So I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Everyone always picks the. Okay, if you notice that, everyone always picks the opposite of what you say. Like for example, guys, you're out with your girlfriend shopping, and she asks you, "Should I get the blue shoes or the red shoes?" And you say the red shoes. She's like, like, "The blue." But I like the blue ones better. Yeah, I think it's just a human nature thing, and you, you always pick the opposite. So if you don't like something, pick that one. Or if you don't like something, um, pick that one, and then she'll end up picking the one you like. Yeah, that's how it works. Unless that's she's how really, I am. Unless she's really weird and decides to go with what you say. Then you, then you change your mind quickly. It's like, I don't know, but I think the red ones look better. I changed my mind. Yeah, okay. the red ones look better. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess, I guess, goodness, I think we went through a bunch of the characters. I don't think we had to do all of them, but, um, yeah, that's a good 15 minutes or whatever doing yes. all that question. So, hey, let's go to the, to the song. song. Bloom. Bloom. Actually, Yay. I didn't, I've mentioned on, like, the comics forum, I didn't like this song at first, the very first time I heard it. Because, I mean, it sounded kind of superficial, but after, once you hear it over and over, it's one of those songs when you hear it over and over like, again, you really, really like it. So, like, it's one of my favorite oh, like songs. Disturbia? Yeah, from Rihanna, yeah. Yeah, like, that uh, one. <laughs> yeah, Disturbia would be an example for us. I didn't like that song at first for some reason. Okay, but here is Cornelia's song. So, I hope you guys like it. Here comes Bloom. <laughs>
that would be the song Bloom for Cornelia from the Witch CD. So, I hope you guys liked it. Well, I guess we're sort of nearing the end of the show, but uh, we have our usual links of um, the four links with the RPG in the comics form are available on these two sites because those are way too long to actually say out. So, there's the um, www.freewebs.com slash mooncloud217 and then another slash. And then there's the unofficial witch website.com. Which is, yeah, one of the websites. So, uh, I guess now it's... Oh, we do have some additional information. Oh, yeah. Like, um, if during the podcast you hear dog barking, I apologize. It's um, my new puppy. She wants to do a special shout-out, but she couldn't wait till after the show. So she decided to do it in the middle while we're talking. Yes. So we but she's cute. It's okay. It's okay if it's a dog or if it's an animal. It's okay then. If it's another like little brother or sister, then it's a different story. But yeah, at least, at least it was. A, at least it was your. Yeah. <laughs> you can hurt, <laughs> you can hurt those. <laughs> yes. Just picturing myself getting a bat. I remember I used to like aim, practice batting, and think of my brother's head every time a ball came near me. I'm like, let me guess. Swing. You always hit it dead center. Swing. Yes. <laughs> I remember whenever I um picture hitting something with my fists for some reason the image of bashing my sister's head into the wall comes up <laughs> i don't know why i love her you gotta, but sometimes you gotta love them you gotta love them gotta love them gotta hate them some way yes you gotta love them but oh 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 we do have really big news though Ooh, you um, guys are gonna love this we're not gonna tell you though at least not until it actually comes on yeah. but well though for those of you who actually on the forums that we've been on, like TV.com and the RPG forum and the comics forum, then you would know what uh, I'm talking about, but I'm not really going to say it on this episode. Um, yeah. But we are going to have a special Witchcast soon. It's actually going to be a special. It's not going to be a regular episode. And we're going to have... It's going to be a special episode. I think that's all we could say. It's so, And it's one that you really, really, really want to watch. Let's just do this. It's got... Us, excited beyond belief. Yes. We're still working out the details and everything, so I guess people might hate us if we leave some people in the dark, but most of the people who listen to us have been onto those forums at least once or twice. So, so you'll, you'll see. Go to yes. our podcast section. We'll probably be started by Witch Lovers or Sailor Will or something. But, but really, if you haven't, um, if you're curious and you really want to know, you can't wait till the special to just get on the forums. Yeah, really. But I'm... Yes. Okay. I don't want to t- say anything else to spoil. Okay. So I guess we'll, we'll, we'll is... just put it. We'll just put it at that. We're gonna have a special witchcast soon. It's probably. It's probably gonna be after the next one, which will be Halen. Um. So look for it sometime soon, within this month. I most likely. It really depends on what happens between, uh, the information I could get between me and. Yeah, I can't say it. Gosh, you can't ever... When you're trying to say something, you can't say anything. Otherwise, it completely spoils it. But Let's just put it this way. It's special. It's okay, watch it. Listen to it. You yes. will like it. Yes. We assure you. Yes. We will like it. Because, believe it or not, we We're do very listen. happy. Yes. We're very happy about it. And we do listen to our own podcasts. Sort of. Yes. I don't even have time to listen to, like, podcasts and stuff. But, okay. Uh, I guess that's the end of the show. Yeah, so I guess Aww. it's... I guess it's just goodbye. Time to end for now. And we will most likely, hopefully, definitely not take this long again. I will not get, I will refuse to get sick just for witch fans. There you go. Yes. And I will refuse 
to be banned from uh, going out on the weekends instead of doing my homework. <laughs> yes. Which I still need to do, but yeah. Speaking of homework, my dad thinks I don't have any. <laughs> what? It's just reading economics. I'd rather be doing this than economics any day. I love you guys more than economics. That should make you feel special. Yes, we love you guys more than school. Isn't and that wonderful? And we're honor students, so we you you know we love you a lot. <laughs> we love witch a lot more than yeah. school. Definitely, that's how we met. Yes, that is kind of how we pretty much how we met and stuff. Yep. It's really cool. But okay, I guess well we always have very long goodbyes. It's like yeah. me on aim conversations and stuff. So I guess we'll say goodbye, guys. Yes. Bye, See you guys. Next time. See ya. Eight. Okay. Well, I'm Amanda and I'm Christine. And you just listened to the fourth episode of Witchcast, so bye! 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 Then you know the heart will